if you've ever had a time in your life where you were just you just felt like you were just so alone and away from everybody and there's nothing that you could do about it we call that a wilderness time and so Sharon and I are going to talk about how to endure and and prosper and get through that wilderness time and come out better on the other end Welcome to the God's Best for Your Life podcast with Greg and Sharon Fletcher. You know, uh, we all go through wilderness seasons from one time or another in our lives. And uh, there are some amazing things that God wants to show us through those things. As a matter of fact, every person that God used in the Bible went through that wilderness season. Yeah. And so we're going to talk a little bit today about how to recognize when you're in that season, and then some of the lessons that you can glean from that. Yeah. Uh, that it is really going to set you up for the purpose and calling that God has for your life. Yeah, I think the first thing that I'd like to, to make sure I'm missing is that just because you're going through a wilderness season doesn't mean that something's wrong. Yeah, actually, um, it's, it could be a sign of something right. Yeah. Because Jesus went through a wilderness time. Yeah. David went through wilderness seasons. Paul went through a wilderness season. So so let's back up real quick. So can let's further describe kind of what a wilderness season looks like. I think um, that there it can look different for everybody because we all have dif, dif, have different um, different areas that we go through wilderness in. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think there are some uh, some similarities in with with, all, with everybody. One of them being uh, physical or emotional discomfort mm-hmm. or distress. You know, like you were talking about a little bit uh, earlier about the being alone. Yeah. You know, feeling feeling alone. Like, like nobody understands you. Right. Or mm-hmm. that, yeah, exactly. Or that, you know, I mean, I think we all kind of went through a season of, of that with the lockdowns and stuff that yeah. we've been through. Yeah. So you're physically distant mm-hmm. from people. So you can't or are not able to be around people. Maybe you were used to a certain level of fellowship or getting together with people but mm-hmm. now suddenly you weren't able to or or it seems like maybe that you as you're trying to because i know there were seasons where we wanted to have fellowship with people but it just wasn't happening right and, and that may not have been yeah. because of the lockdowns it could have just been we kept missing people. no no this was pre uh, yeah. covid and you know there were times where we were just we, we couldn't seem to hook up with anybody and and it, it was it was really easy to, to take that as rejection or, sure. or or that there was something wrong. Right. I think another characteristic is the, a deep personal reflection that you go through during those seasons. Of, mm-hmm. You know, when you find yourself alone, sometimes that's when we do some of our deepest thinking. Yeah. And and we think about our lives and we sort of... Sort of um, you can't get away from yourself. So yeah. Yeah. I guess I got to deal with me now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and another characteristic... Is the is the repentance mm-hmm. as needed? You know, um, when you go through these seasons, the Lord sometimes is using your circumstances to bring up some things to you that He wants you to address and to submit to Him and to get His perspective on and change. Yeah. As a result, so something to, to remember though that everyone that was used mightily by God went through wilderness seasons. Mm. You think about da- uh, David before he was even anointed as king, he was out in the wilderness. Yeah. With, with guarding the sheep yeah. he was a shepherd he was the youngest boy mm-hmm. in that family mm-hmm. and so he imagine that they all took turns doing that and it it all kind of fell to him after a while though the 
that like, okay, you're the youngest. You got to go do the, the, yeah. the, 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 the stupid stuff. Right. Yeah. In our family, it's, it's, you know, probably like taking out the trash or something. Yeah. You know, all the kids had to in line. <laughs> they had to and, do it. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like the, the, the passing of the baton, so to speak. But think about that. David also went through wilderness seasons even after he was king mm-hmm. and he was driven out of the, the, um, his throne and and yeah. was running from Saul, from, from Saul, and from, yeah, and from his son eventually, yeah. and and so those were also wilderness seasons in his life. So he he had many of them, yeah. And we talk about the Israelites; they were called by God to go into Egypt or come out of Egypt into the Promised Land, but they had forty years of wilderness yeah. to go through to to purify them and to help them let go of some of the mindsets that yeah, they because they with carried them. so much of Israel. I mean Egypt with them. Yeah, exactly. Into into the desert. And then there's Moses. Mm-hmm. You know, um, before he was a, propelled by God into taking the Is- Israelites out of Egypt, he was in the wilderness. Yeah, he went to Midian. Yeah, he yeah. went to the to wilderness of Midian for uh, quite a few years mm-hmm. and just spent that time being a shepherd. That's, yep. I'm seeing a theme here. Yeah, it was. <laughs> he was taking care of business, you know. Yeah, and, and ended up with a wife and some kids and, you know, but that was all during this wilderness season in his mm-hmm. life where he had to learn some things. And then the last example, I guess, would be Paul. Yeah, yeah, he's he <laughs> he had it rough, you know. I mean, and I think after, even after the road to Damascus, uh, experience it was like a 12 or 13 year hiatus where he had to go let God reshuffle everything because he had had so much um, learning mm-hmm. from being a Jew remember the Jew of Jews the, mm-hmm. and, uh, the Pharisee of Pharisees mm-hmm. and uh, God had to go God allowed him to to absorb all that but then God reorganized it and said no here's what it's really all about yeah you he know? had to redefine everything mm-hmm. to him yeah and then then when he came back he had to reestablish himself uh, to the apostles and and extend mm-hmm. the right hand of fellowship, it says, you know. So what are some of the things that these people learned during the, their wilderness seasons and, and and us even? Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's so much that the Word tells us about them, but I can even speak from my own experience that, yeah, total reliance on God would be the first thing that, that, that the first big thing that I would say happens because you come to the end of yourself. You come to the end of... <clears throat> your ability to to meet your own needs to to um, take care of things to make change right and uh, a lot of times our wilderness experience will be about man I really wish that this scenario would change or you know that it, it's really about a corrective kind of a, a thing yeah it's a discomfort of the flesh yes for very sure. much very much you know and I mean thinking about Jesus when he went into the wilderness for 40 days mm-hmm. to be tempted of, of the devil. Um, that was hard on his flesh. Yeah, it really was. And, and granted he did that as a part of his ministry, you know, him to go through those temptations was a part of his ministry. A lot of people don't know that they figured out he was just being tested. No, he was being tested, but he was also conquering, Mm -hmm. um, the, the curse that had come on Adam and Eve because he was tempted in all the same ways that they were, uh, and yet without sin. So it was, it was, even from the moment, from that very moment, he was mm. automatically trying to to take back what had been stolen. It was the beginning of the redemption. Yeah, it was. Work. It was the rebe- Yes, it was. That's exactly right. Wow, that's cool. And, and what's interesting to me about that is that is that he, the Holy Spirit led him. Actually, it says in Mark uh, one twelve, immediately the whole the Spirit impelled him. Yeah. To go into the out into the wilderness 
This was after he'd received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, after he'd been baptized in water by John. The Holy Spirit basically drove him into the wilderness mm-hmm. for this reason. So, so we're back to that point of the wilderness doesn't necessarily mean that that something's something's wrong. Like yeah. that because we can draw the wrong conclusion that I'm in the wilderness because I, either I sinned or somebody else sinned against me or or God's trying to you know punish me or yeah. that kind of thing. It's not necessarily so because the good news of the gospel is that because of Jesus, we now have a productive and beautiful relationship with God, and He is He wants to actively involve Himself in our life, and that and a lot of that does mean our character. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times he'll use the wilderness as a purification of our character. That's good. But it's not the same as punishment for disobedience or sin mm. and that kind of thing. Although we will get we'll get into that a little bit. But it's it's it, it reminds me of that scripture that talks about our faith being like gold. You know, and it's and gold is refined in yeah. the fire. Mm-hmm. You know, and the fire is a great representation of those wilderness seasons sometimes in our life. Yeah. And you brought up um, that one of the first things that you learned was the reliance on God. Yeah. You know, um, and that's that's true with David, you know, as he was uh, watching the sheep. And it's true for uh, was Jesus, you know, um, in Matthew 4, 3 and 4, it says, Now when the tempter came to him in the wilderness, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So Jesus learned, or Jesus was walking in the, the revelation that his circumstances didn't equate with God's love for him. Mm-hmm. So he was hungry. I mean, obviously after 40 days. Well, and only men made bread, you know? And so it was, he was, uh, he was saying, no, 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 we can't. I'm not looking to man to save me. Or know? my own hands. Mm-hmm. I'm trusting in God. Yep. You know, and so he, and that's what does one of the things that he learned. Uh, through that wilderness season. The second th- thing we want to talk about today about what you learn in the wilderness season is uh, disregarding the opinion of others. Mm, that's hard. It is. And I, and I, that's something I think every single human being on this planet has struggled with. Oh yeah. You know, um, putting God's word and his opinion above what anybody else says about you. Yeah. I would say that, that, as people, and we, we start off really caring about what people think about us at a very young age. And so we learn about socializing and caring about what people think and trying to fit in and becoming mm-hmm. one of the group. Well, no know. one likes to be ostracized yeah, or picked on. Exactly. I mean, it hurts. Mm-hmm. And and I think we're, we're back to even kind of what God said, that it's not good for man to be alone. So we know that deep inside and we're always trying to be a part of the crowd. Mm -hmm. So the idea of disregarding the opinions of others goes right against that. And it's classic Jesus to make you do that because he doesn't want you bound to the limitations of the relationships of this world. He wants you free from the things that would keep you from doing a hundred percent of what he wants for you. And, and honestly, the world is broken. And so if you're trying to please the world, you're not going to help the world get out of that. Yeah, people can't see what he sees. They, they have no concept of what, he, of what he knows and what you need. You know? Yeah, we have to be able to go against uh, the opinions of other people mm-hmm. if the Lord is leading us. Yeah. We have to have his opinion and his approval above all else. Yeah, 1 Corinthians 2, 4 through 5 says, My message, this is Paul uh, talking, My message and my preaching were not in persuasive words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power, 
so that your faith would not rest on the wisdom of men, but on the power of God. I love that scripture. Yeah, I do too. And and I and it's great because Paul's telling us the priorities are not to be paying attention to the wisdom of men, but to be paying attention to what what does God's power yeah. say. Well, and again, it's such an easy trap. It's such an easy trap to look to people for validation. It, it just is. And I know I've struggled with it a lot. And, uh, and, and I'm grateful for the lessons that I've learned to, that I can look to him first, you yeah. know? And so we're back to that first point of, of complete reliance on God. And then the next step on that is to, to be less concerned about the opinions of men, because there are going to be times where God is going to ask you to do something and everybody's going to think you're crazy. Yeah. Everybody's going to think that, that you're weird or you're a fanatic or whatever. And I, I can I can tell you from personal experience that when you finally get over that and you decide to just step out, you're going to experience something amazing, and then everybody will see it. And then a lot of those same people that called you crazy or a fanatic or whatever, they're going to come back around and go, wow, that was something. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. And God wants to do that for us. He yeah. wants to support us. He wants to make himself strong on our behalf. But in order for him to do that, we have to care more about his opinion than anything else. Yeah. So the third thing that we want to talk about, about what it means to go through a wilderness experience and what you learn from it is to trust in God's timing. So we have a tendency to self-care, right? We have a tendency to take care of our own things, which you should. You should be responsible and take care of yourself. But there are going to be times where you're going to need to sit down and you're going to let things happen when God wants them to happen, not when you think it needs to happen. Well, there are some times when we can't affect it. You know, let's say, let's say you're wanting a promotion from your work or you're wanting a new job. Or, yeah. You know, if you're wanting a promotion, that's something God has to do for you. You can't go in there and make the boss give you a promotion. Yeah. You will give me a job. <laughs> You kind of have to trust the Lord on that and just get asked for him for favor and mm-hmm. believe that he's leading you, believe that he's got the right place for you, and he knows how to get you there. Or maybe it's a situation that you really can't do anything about, but you're you're worrying about it. Mm-hmm. You're 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 chewing on it. You're you're sitting there trying to trying to pick at it, trying to figure out, okay, well, if I can just walk all the way around it, I can find a way to to affect mm-hmm. it, you know. And that's not trust, you know. And and that's I've heard that said before that you know the ability to not trust means that you're uh, you're not you're not trusting God and and then you don't really believe that he loves you you know yeah you're that, believing a lie somewhere yeah you're believing somewhere that you that you have to meet this need and that God isn't going to meet that need and and that's a deeper that's a deeper issue that will bring about a lot of fruit if you can dig into and you know what the Israelites had to learn that when they were in the wilderness God was giving them food every day he was giving them manna so he was showing them his faithfulness you know, but they had to let go of some some uh, wilderness mindsets that, well, this wasn't good enough for me right now, mm-hmm. or that God didn't love me. I mean, they numerous. How many times, times did they say you brought us into the desert to die, to starve us? Yeah, I mean, really. <laughs> they would even reminisce about how great Egypt was. Although like, <laughs> it's it's real easy to, for us to sit here on the other side of it and, come, yeah, and say, know, "Well, you I, big dummies, you should have seen all I that," know. but. Uh, because, you know, I've spent time in the desert. It's rough out there. It's rough, you know? Yeah, for sure. But but God was doing miracles for them, the, in, even in the wilderness. Yeah. I mean, their clothes never wore out. 40 years. I mean, we were talking earlier this morning about needing new tennis shoes because... Yeah, mine are less than a year old and I've worn them out <laughs> with all the walking that I've done. So, But, I mean, the Israelites had shoes for 40 years. Yeah, and they never wore out. How, how amazing would that be? 
again, it's because they took their eyes off of him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And started, you know, not trusting in his timing. They kept thinking, well, when God, when, or, you know, those sorts of things. So that's one thing we do learn in the wilderness is learning to trust his timing and being patient with whatever he wants and knowing that, that he's going to bring about the right resolution at the right time in the right way. And, and that he loves you, you know, believing those things makes it a lot easier to, to rest and wait. You know, he wants us to be just like Jesus asleep on the boat, knowing that that boat would get to the other side because that's what God wanted to happen. He wasn't stressed about the storm. He was asleep. That's the attitude he, God wants us to have because he wants us to trust in him and to trust in his timing. fruit that you get from from that experience is knowing who you are so we've talked about knowing a lot more about god and mm-hmm. who he is and his timing and and now he we're turning around to understanding us ourselves better mm-hmm. you know a wilderness time can help provide you uh the opportunities to do a lot of self-reflection and a lot of um uh digging down and also listening you know because god will shine a light on things that let's say he wants to to improve or, or to, to shed from us, you know, mm-hmm. most of the time God's taking away things that are hurting us mm-hmm. and, and not necessarily, um, reminding us of our sin, you know, and, some, and sometimes that that's true. And then sometimes also he wants to take out some things that will hinder us when, when he's calling us higher, Yeah, you know, so he's got some higher purposes for you, but if you're holding on to some mindsets that are, that are going to, um, keep that from happening, he'll wait until you can peel that away. And with the Holy Spirit's work in your heart, he can show you some, some, maybe some belief systems or some, some, um, some healing that you may need, you know? Well, and and I think also it's very important to know that he wants, he wants us to see ourselves through his eyes, Mm -hmm. you know, to see us the way he sees us because we're imperfect. We only have so much, uh, ability or capacity to understand but he isn't, and he sees us in the end, right? He sees where we're going. He sees the the people that we can become, and he knows where we've come from, right? He already knows all the things that we've overcome, and so he definitely wants us to understand ourselves better so that we can cooperate with him better, I think. Yeah, I think that's that's what happened with David. You know, it says in First Samuel 17, 37, uh, David was talking to Saul, when they were talking about um, going against Goliath, well, David already spent years in the wilderness with, with God, with the sheep. So David said, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, go and may the Lord be with you. You know, so Saul even recognized that David had a, a intimate and um, a deep relationship with God already at like 15, 16, maybe. Yeah you know, that he had learned through these experiences in the wilderness. And that's what God's equipping you with right now yeah. is these, these, 
these opportunities to see God working through you and in your circumstances for you. Um, and, and that goes back to knowing who he is and who you are in him. So, uh, the next one we're going to talk about is understanding your purpose and calling, you know, immediately after Jesus came back from the wilderness, he had a renewed sense of his identity and a renewed sense of the God's calling in his life. And the first thing he did was he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath and he read from the book of Isaiah. It, uh, it says, uh, that the book of Isaiah is in Luke four seventeen through 21 says the book of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him and he opened the book and found the place where it was written, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set free those who are oppressed, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. And he closed the book, gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say that to them, today, the scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Yeah, such a powerful moment. Yeah. And so he knew who he was after he came back out of the wilderness. Yeah. He had a deeper sense of his identity. He was focused. And a deeper sense of the yeah. ministry and his calling that was on his life. Mm-hmm. You know, so those those wilderness seasons in our life can be so instrumental in tearing off and peeling back the identities that we pick up. So we should. Life. So we shouldn't necessarily despise those times. No, no. That they can be seasons of really great growth mm-hmm. for you. Yeah. Um. If you allow the Holy Spirit to do what He wants to do, and I'll be honest with you, let Him do it now because He will keep working on you yeah. until you He'll do. Keep you there. Yeah. Until you get it. Yeah. If it takes forty days in Jesus' case, or forty years in the in the Israelites' yeah. case, you know, um, how long it takes you to to stay in the wilderness is completely up to you. Yeah, that's true. And so we think about like some of these facets that we've talked about and they all add up to something, right? They all add up to uh, our character, Mm -hmm. right? They add up to our revelation of who God is. They add up to our understanding of ourselves and, and they add up to our faith being able to trust Mm -hmm. God, his timing, uh, his provision, you know, and, and his character, you know? And, and so what do we do when that, wilderness time ends, you know, maybe it, it lightens up, it, you know, you, or you move from being in that hard place into a place of more abundance. Yeah. Yeah. Like, let's say you, you get that promotion mm-hmm. or you get that, uh, long prayed for child Yeah, or you get that husband or wife that you've been praying for and, and preparing for, mm-hmm. you know, and your, your heart just rejoices because there are, thankfully there are those seasons of refreshing in yeah. our lives because it would be rough if our entire life was just one long wilderness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be like, okay, Lord. Uh. <laughs> but the the temptation when we come out of that is then to kind of relax a little mm-hmm. bit. You yeah. know, I think we saw that. Forget what got us yes, there. Yes, forget, forget what, the, uh, what the lessons were that we learned because we think, okay, I've done that. I've checked it off. I can move on to something different. Now, do you think that that's a conscious decision that people do or do you think it's kind of more the gravity of the flesh? I, I don't think it's conscious. I think you're, I mean, for most people, I don't think it's conscious. It kind of just creeps up on you. Maybe. Sure. Because you think it's like, it, you kind of feel like your race is over. Yeah. So you're going to go drink yeah. some Gatorade yeah. and, and go, go hang rest, out and have go some rest pizza and go enjoy the, <laughs> the marathon's over, you know, yeah. but it's not, <laughs> Yeah. your life is still going to continue on and, and the race is over until it's really over. Isn't yeah. over until it's really over. 
So I think that, that, that we do have to be mindful of that. And I think if we are mindful of that, it'll keep us from having to go back into the wilderness. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at the history of the Israelites, I don't know how many cycles of that that they went through, where they would, um, they would be trying to follow God, and they would be blessed, and then they would have a life of ease, and then they would kind of let things slide, and they'd let Jezebel come in, they'd let... You know these these other kings and these other uh, these other habits come in that mm-hmm. the Lord had commanded them against. Just little by little. Yeah, little by little. You know the foxes that spoil the grapes. But uh, so these so that then they would kind of compromise. I think that's what we're talking about: compromising mm-hmm. with sin, and then then God's judgment would come. Yeah. You know there was always a prophet that was coming to reward them. Yeah. And then they most of the time they wouldn't listen, mm-hmm. and then they would they would be punished. And then they would then then they would deal with some harsh circumstances, and then uh, and then they would repent. And they would cry out to God. Yeah. And it would start all over again. Yeah. And then, and then God would <laughs> he would forgive them and heal them yeah. and and prosper them and set ha- them. Happened so many times. Yes, it did. And we can go through those same cycles. Yeah. You know, if we aren't paying attention, um, and and that's that's something that uh. That we that we that you learn, yeah. I think you know as you're as you're approaching uh, the Word of God every day, because it's real easy to pray and read the Bible when you're in dire straits, when your loved one is in the emergency room. That's the first thing we do is reach for the Bible. We sure. reach for prayer. But what about when you're on your vacation? Yeah, you know when you're out on the beach and just hanging out, are you still seeking the Lord? Because that's going to keep you safe. That's going to keep you hearing him and not have to go through those harder situations. Or when they, they do come up, you're going to know how to handle it yeah. and, and with trust in God. And you're going to have great results. So see, so continuing to make time and seek him uh, in the same in the same way, in the same understanding that it's because of those times and you sought him and that you were made, a, you made yourself available Mm-hmm. Uh, to him that got you through those wildernesses mm-hmm. and, and, and enabled the work, right? That, that, that great work that he's done in your life. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, I think if our attitude is that every day is either, uh, you're either in the middle of a trial, you're preparing for a trial or you're, um, recovering from a trial or, or getting over it. <laughs> I think that's a great way to put it. You know, right? I mean, because, and, and I don't mean trial in a negative way, but there are tribu- tribu- trials and tribulations yeah. on this earth. There, there's teeny tiny ones and then there's yeah. big ones. Right. And if you're, I mean, the, and in Psalms, it says that, um, seek the Lord while he may be found yeah. for in a flood of many waters, you will not find him. Mm-hmm. So what he's saying is the, t- the, the tendency is to seek the Lord when you're in the flood. Well, that's that's too late. Yeah, you need to be seeking him every day so that you don't have to have uh, those those really harsh corrections. Yeah, I think another thing that I find to be helpful to when you're out of the wilderness scenario is to remember a couple of things. One is that the things that happen that are good to you in your life are from him. Scripture tells us that every good and perfect gift is from above, right? And so. It's always a good idea to remember that the the good things that you have in your in your life are from God and to keep that ever present in the forefront of your mind. And then as good things happen to you, you can be openly thankful and, and to him and to and just to be thanking God for it uh, for the little and the big and then to give him glory for the things that happen in your life. So especially as you as you encounter things that are beautiful and or 
or things that, that you didn't do. You know, like we went on a trip last fall to visit our daughter uh, out in Utah, and um, we climbed up on some mountains when we had some downtime, and, and it was just a beautiful view, and we were just... We just gave God glory for that moment because it was his creation, mm-hmm. you know, and then, you know, a few days later we went down to Zion National Park and, mm. and man, what a beautiful place. I mean, that's got to be in the top five most beautiful places on the planet. It was a really great yeah. drive. And, um, and, and we just gave God glory for it all because of this, the sheer beauty of it all. And, you know, and, and that's just a great habit to do that. That will help keep you, uh, close to, to him and keep you from getting distracted, especially when you're through the, the wilderness. You, you just always keep a heart of gratitude and, and always be looking to give God the glory for the good that goes on in your life. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I also want to encourage you not to be afraid to ask God to lead you into the wilderness. Because if you, especially if you believe that there's a calling on your life, and there's something that the Lord has for you to do. Ask him to, to, to draw you into that wilderness because it's going to be a really intimate time of, of uh, your, your relationship with him. You're going to learn so much more about yeah, him. Yeah, you're going to bulk up. Yeah, and, and it's, it's going to serve you well for the rest of your life. So the wilderness experience isn't necessarily bad. And so don't, don't curse it. Don't complain right. about it. Don't, right. don't uh, instead lean into it. And, and, and receive everything from it because it's going to, it's going to make you stronger. It's going to make you, uh, more like Jesus. It's going to, it's going to make you a person that God can use and that, and that you can be a a blessing to many people on the other side of those wilderness experiences. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. God will use you to be a blessing to people and, and you won't even know it. I mean, you'll get up one morning and then suddenly that day will have been full of, of new relationships or, or renewed relationships. Uh, or, or being a, a conduit for God's blessings, you know, maybe he he passes uh, wealth through you to someone else, uh, those kinds of things. And the really great thing of or the byproduct of a wilderness experience is you're going to have the ability to enjoy it as it happens. Mm-hmm. Whereas is before maybe that wilderness experience, you wouldn't have paid attention. Yeah. And so you're going to be a lot more keen. You're going to be a lot more sharp. You're going to be uh, much more in tune with what God wants in his spirit. And to be honest, that will, man, that'll build you up so much to know that you are, you're in the zone and you're with God and, and, and things are happening and, and he's using you and he's alive, he's alive in you and in, and in your life, man, that just makes a, that just, I mean, I just, I walk three feet off the ground when it's like that. And so going through the wilderness is very much a way, uh, a path to that. And so. We encourage you to 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 if you if you're going through a hard time, we get it, we understand, we've been there with you. We encourage you to keep going, don't stop. You know, there's that old saying: if you're going through hell, don't stop. Right? Keep going. Right? So the 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 point being is, you can make it. You will make it. He will be your resource. He will be your your. He will look. He will be there. He will strengthen you. He will look. You know, look to the hills which cometh your help. That's what it says for us to do. He's trustworthy. And, and know that he is with you. Know that Jesus sees you. You have not been forgotten. Mm-hmm. He knows you. He knows what you're going through. He knows the choices that you're making. He knows when you turn away from that thing that used to that used to mess you up, and then you turn towards him. He sees you when when you make those small choices and when you make those large choices. He knows it. He's keeping track. He's he's making sure that the enemy will tell you that what you're doing doesn't matter and that it goes into a black hole and it doesn't add up and it's a waste. All of those are lies. He is the father of lies. He only tells lies. God says that he keeps track of everything. 
God says that it all adds up and that he's keeping score and that he is He is going to make sure that you end up. He is the author and the finisher of your faith. He said that he would be faithful to complete that which he started. So I just want to encourage you. just want to call you up into it. Don't worry about the, the wilderness. Enjoy it. Take pictures. <laughs> take notes. Yes, take notes. And, you know, we we always encourage people to uh to take notes and maybe have a, a, what we call a glory book, which is basically a photo album where you put pictures of things that God's taken you through mm-hmm. uh, to encourage you through your life. Mm-hmm. It is going to be a legacy for you and your children and your children's children. Mm-hmm. So we totally uh, recommend that. So, well, I think this has really been a great conversation. I've enjoyed this and I'm in, I'm encouraged. I am too. And uh, we hope that this has encouraged you and uh, we encourage you to share this with someone who's going through a hard time, someone who's going through a wilderness experience because we know you know somebody. So be brave and step out and help them uh, get hold of this. Uh, the easiest way to do that would be to send them to our website, gods-best.com. Uh, that's where we, uh, we host our podcast and we also have links to all the different podcast platforms, uh, you know, Apple and Google and, and Amazon and, and a few other places. And so we encourage you to, to help them get connected and then also follow up with them on it. You know, don't just send someone a link and hope they take advantage of it. Engage with them, you know, and say, hey, let's listen to it together or let's let's talk about it over coffee. And and you're doing ministry when you do that. And, uh, and God will use you in the life of other people. And so we just encourage you to do that. Also, I want to I want to piggyback on that. If you know someone that is going through a wilderness season in their life um do reach out to them and share this podcast with them and maybe talk to them say hey let's 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 listen to this and go to breakfast and then try to apply this specifically to what they're going through or what you're going through you know if it's you talk to someone about it and pray over it together because god doesn't want it to take 40 years in your life he, he wants it to be quick you know so that you can get on to the be- the better things um also, we want to we want to uh, remind you that uh, we are currently uh, working on a new book that's hopefully coming out very soon, and uh, we would appreciate your prayers. We uh, whenever we have to go in and, and and write a new book, we receive all kinds of uh, resistance from the enemy, and so we are putting out a call uh, for prayer. And we just would appreciate if you would do that and lift us up. Uh, this book is something that we've been wanting to finish for a while. And uh, we, we really want it done and we want to see it uh, be available for everybody. And uh, so please, uh, we, we are requesting prayer. But uh, we want to encourage you also again that you can, you can have God's best in your life. And uh, we're just here to help.